Chapter 14, The Plan So the rest of recess didn't exactly go like I planned. Danny and Martin did that thing again, launching missiles. After one close call, me and Ashwin hopped off the monkey bars before those guys could come over and do any more trash talking. We found Miss Prince to see if she would do anything about it, but we chickened out of blaming Danny and Martin when she asked, Who kicked the ball at you? And did you tell them how you felt about that? And do you want me to help you talk it out with them? All in one breath. What I really wanted was for Miss Prince to send those guys to the office, but she never does, so what's the point in telling? Nobody else even tried to hang out on the monkey bars. It's not like Johnny and those guys even use them. I guess they just don't want anybody to have any fun on the bars when they're around. After that, me and Ashwin didn't really have time to map out the plan. By the end of lunch recess, that's as far as we'd gotten, calling it the plan. During after-school care, me and Ashwin told Mr. Rockland we were going to hang out in the dungeon. No way was I going to spend another afternoon chained to the craft table staring at my homework. We had stuff to figure out. Sure, Mr. Rockland said, but if I hear you guys jumping off the stage again, the multi-purpose room will be off limits. We snatched up our backpacks and ran. The craft table is right outside the multi-purpose room, and Mr. Rockland makes us use makes us keep the doors open, but he only ducks his head in to check on us every half hour or so. So it is the perfect place to work on the plan. Inside, I blinked. The dungeon doesn't have any windows. And after school, the hanging lamps are switched off. A couple of them are busted anyway. Up front, off to the right of the stage, an old rug, some bookshelves filled with puzzles, and dusty board games, which all have broken boxes and missing pieces, and two beanbag chairs lurked in the gloom. Me and Ashwin both sprinted for the red chair, our steps echoing in the big room. I leaped with my arms in front of me and spoosh landed in first, or landed first, victory. Ashwin landed right on top of me a second later. This chair is mine, I wheezed. Ashwin rolled off and splooshed into the blue bean bag. That one leaks these tiny foam balls all over your clothes. We scooted the bean bags together and stared at the ceiling. A couple first grade girls came in and started a game of bird bingo right next to us, so we had to whisper. But after I'd answered all of Ashwin's questions like a hundred times, I still wasn't sure how we were going to get the trike back. We need to go to the library, I said. Ah, uh, come on, Mateo, you dragged me there once this week already. Besides, we need to work on the plan, and how are we going to learn anything in that place? Mrs. Dietz is probably already all closed up. We will wor be working on the plan, I said. Mrs. Dietz said we could get the medieval weapons in warfare today, remember? I hopped up out of my beanbag and ran to the dungeon door, trying to peek across the blacktop. I could tell Miss Dietz was still over in the library. Hey, Mr. Rocklin. Mr. Rocklin looked up from the craft table and squinted at me. Mrs. Dietz's door is still open. Can we go? I asked, pointing at the other end of the courtyard. At the craft table, some kid knocked over a tub of glue. Before Mr. Rocklin bent over to clean it up, he sighed and nodded at me. I shouted back to the dungeon. Come on, let's go before she, before she closes. Ashwin groaned and heaved himself up from the blue beanbag, swiping off all the little foam balls. The little first-grade girls ran over when they saw Ashwin get up.
They pounced onto the beanbags and started giggling. Ah, oh, man, now you made us lose our spot. Mrs. Deeds better have that book. I ignored Ashwin and ran across the blacktop to the library ramp. When I walked in, Mrs. Deeds smiled at me from her desk. If you didn't know her, you wouldn't think it was a smile, but I do, and it was. You go get medieval weapons and warfare. It's in the section in the building stuff. I'll ask Mrs. Dietz about skunks, I said to Ashwin. It's 310, gentlemen. You have five minutes to check something out before I lock the library doors, Mrs. Dietz said, standing up with her arms full of books. Don't we always have five minutes, I asked. For a second, even though she'd smiled when we walked in, I thought maybe she wouldn't let us check anything out. Then she said, true enough, Mr. Martinez, true enough. What can I help you find today? She put down her stack of books with a thump, and I grinned. Mrs. Dietz found me two books on skunks. I checked out the fatter one. There's got to be something in here, I told Ashwin when we walked up with medieval weapons and warfare. Doing a little research, are we? said Mrs. Dietz. She gave me a double sniff and raised her eyebrows. I just stood there, trying to look innocent. Mrs. Dietz picked up my book and then Ashwin's. Her computer made that great little boop sound as she scanned the book on medieval weapons. Then all she said was, Happy research, boys, and I hope I won't be getting any letters from angry neighbors this time. These are due back in two weeks. We ran back to the dungeon. The first grade girls were both piled in the blue bean bag. I guess they don't care about foam balls over their butt, all over their butts, with an origami fortune teller in between them. Me and Ashwin sprinted for the red bean bag with our books. Spoosh, we landed right next to each other, and I guess Ashwin's book banged into one of the girls. Hey, you smushed my fingers, said one of the girls. Yeah, and we were using both the bean bags, said the other girl. We're not, said Ashwin rolling onto his back in the red bean bag. You were both on the blue one when we came in, he started flipping through his book. The girl with the smushed fingers looked like she was going to cry. Her friend crossed her arms all grumpy. I checked the bright rectangle of the doorway for Mr. Rocklin. No way he was going to put up with us being mean to the first graders. Mr. Rocklin might not say much, but he's got rules. If I didn't do something first, we'd be spending the afternoon gluing glitter onto paper plates. Hey, come on, man, I said, elbowing Ashwin in our beanbag. No squishing the little guys, remember? You said the oath. Back in October, me and Ashwin both recited this oath of knighthood we found in the back of a book. I wasn't sure if Ashwin was ready to be a full knight, but Ashwin said he was tired of being just a squire. Anyway, we took the oath. I shall be without fear in the face of my enemy, without meanness, without spite, and without treachery. I shall be brave and loyal, even if it means my death. I shall safeguard the small and helpless with my dying breath. What spite? Ashwin had asked. Is that like ye olden talk for spit? Can we not spit anymore? We looked up spite in the dictionary later, but this thing with the first graders getting squished, was more of a small and helpless situation. Ashwin muttered, fine, sorry, to the first grader he bumped with his book. Her name's Camila, and she flipped out of her beanbag and onto the rug. I slunk over to Ashwin, and Camila glared at us the whole time. 
She didn't seem like she was going to cry anymore. I'm going to tell Mr. Rocklin what you said, Camilla said, going all wiggly. Her friend Jasmine nodded a billion times. Come on, he said he was sorry, I told them, pushing Ashwin's shoulder. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to squish you. Swear. The beanbags are all yours, I said. Just leave us alone, okay? Camilla and Jasmine got a little snorty, but then they went on and scooted the chairs way off to the side of the rug. They only glared at us a little after that. I opened my book on the on the worn rug. Ashwin was already thumbing through pages of midi- medieval weapons again. Ooh, cool, check this out. Do you think we should build a siege tower? He said. Ashwin, they're not hiding us in a skunk castle, I laughed, bending back over the skunk book. Fine, but we should try that next time Danny Vega has a sleepover in his treehouse and won't invite us. See? Ashwin's a total idea factory. You flip a switch and he hums along like a machine, spitting them out. Good ones, bad ones, crazy ones, amazing ones. Sometimes it's hard to tell which ones are bad ones until you try them out. But I filed the tower idea away for later. We had work to do. The first thing I did with my fat skunk book was peek in the index for the word talking. Nope, not there. Then I searched for speaking. Not there either. So I started reading the skunk book from the beginning. It was all pretty much the same stuff I'd read on the internet. Spotted skunks are secretive and crafty creatures, blah, blah, blah. No kidding. I was getting pretty frustrated. Then I read skunks make a variety of vocalizations that include hisses, growls, squeaks, and cooings. That was definitely not what I had heard. Maybe I had just been really tired the night before. Maybe I was going crazy. I decided I definitely shouldn't tell Ashwin that I thought the skunks could ride trikes and talk. What about a death trap, said Ashwin. We could dig a hole and attract them into it, and when the skunks ride over the hole on the trike, crunch. Nah, that would ruin my bike. I shook my head. Ashwin gave me that why-do-you-care-anyway look, and I stared him down. Okay, no death trap, Ashwin said. He flipped to a picture of some soldiers dumping hot oil onto the drawbridge. Let's switch books, I said. There's got to be something in here somewhere, I mumbled, skimming through medieval weapons. Listen to this, Ashwin said, getting excited. But I was only halfway listening because I was getting an idea. It says the foul smell of a skunk can deter a dangerous predator. I totally believe it. You still reek. That's it, I said, staring down at the weapons book. That's exactly what we need. A dangerous predator? Ashwin asked. Yeah, that would be cool, but where are we going to get one? No, Ashwin, I said, holding up my book. This is what we need. Armor? He asked. Yep, skunk-proof armor. Armor.